and welcome to Natural Health Simplified, where we help you cut through the noise and provide simple science-based strategies to help you live a healthy life. I'm Pam Stone, and as always, my co-host, Leslie Braun, Director of Blackmore's Institute, is joining us on the line. Hello, Leslie. How are you? Hi, Pam. Now, in our last podcast, which we called the ABCs of probiotics, we talked about the microbiome and the role of probiotics. And so now we want to hear more about what the science says and how to apply this. Yes, the human microbiome is getting a lot of attention these days. So today I'm going to talk about why probiotics have emerged as one of the stars and where the science is focused. Mm. So this is going to cover their role across the whole lifespan from pregnancy and babies through to children and adults. And I'm also going to talk about gut issues such as traveller's diarrhoea, antibiotic-associated diarrhoea, women's health, and why choosing a particular strain can matter. One of the things I've been wondering about is how does the body create the microbiome and, and how does it happen and when does it happen? Is it after birth, I suppose? Oh, it's a great question and it's something that a lot of people are wondering about. I guess the easy answer is that each individual develops their own microbiome and it really starts from birth. Mm. So it's exposure to the environment during the birthing process and afterwards that really kickstarts the whole process. And it's in the first year of life that the gut microflora increases and it rapidly changes in diversity and number. And that's really important for infant health. It's also really important for immune system function and development as well. Hmm. So there's research looking at the way probiotics might work, particularly with premature babies and babies born through C-section to try and enhance a healthy microbiome development really quickly because we know this rapid change continues and it starts at that point and it goes through for the first three to four years of life and then it slowly starts to stabilise. Wow. But obviously there's things like antibiotics and different eating patterns and other environmental factors which can influence the microbiome beyond that. The other thing is life stage makes a difference. Mm. So we know that depending on where you are in your life stages, baby, toddler, teenage or after menopause or in older people, particularly people over 70 years, the gut microbiota changes a lot. And in fact, the older you get, the more it becomes unstable as well as less diverse. So sounds like the microbiome can vary enormously from one person to another for many reasons. So can you give us some specific areas where probiotics can help to rebalance the microbiome? Well, one area that I think a lot of people are aware of for a role of probiotics is in reducing the risk of antibiotic-induced side effects like diarrhoea. In fact, there's been one systematic review of over 3,500 people that showed that taking probiotics during their course of antibiotics mm. meant 50% had less diarrhoea associated with the antibodies compared to those who didn't. There was also another review of 82 randomised trials mm. that showed that probiotics are associated with a reduction in antibiotic-associated diarrhoea. So we've got a couple of systematic reviews there that does confirm the role of probiotics with antibiotics at the same time. And so there's excellent science behind this. So should we look for any particular probiotic strain here? Well, when you do look closely at the research, you see that there are different probiotic strains that have been tested, but most often it's the lactobacillus species. Mm -hmm. So interestingly, one of the most widely studied probiotics has also been actually a yeast, and it's called Saccharomyces boulardii. There was a recent meta-analysis of 21 clinical trials that had 
just under 5,000 people in it, mm. that showed that using this Saccharomyces boulardii form of probiotic decreased the risk of antibiotic-induced diarrhoea in both children and adults from 19% to 8.5%. So the researchers of this trial reinforced the fact that the probiotic should be started at the same time as the antibiotic treatment and continued for the full antibiotic course and possibly even continued for some times afterwards. Oh, that's great information. It's obviously on a very sound scientific platform. So can mm. I also ask, are they suitable for children? Yes, they are very suitable for kids. In fact, I'm going to talk quickly about two big reviews showing that they can be useful for a couple of different things. The first one was a review of 23 studies that had nearly 4,000 volunteers in it. And it showed that probiotics can prevent antibiotic-associated diarrhea in children. Mm. So that's useful and mm. that's solid evidence. And the other one is that there's a systematic review showing that using lactobacillus acidophilus, bifidobacteria, and lactobacillus rhamnosus GG reduce the incidence and improve the recovery time in children that had respiratory tract infections. Wow, good. So it's not just the gut, mm. it's also the respiratory tract as well. Wow. So probiotics can be given to kids, to children. Is this babies as well? Yes, absolutely. In fact, probiotic products have been specially formulated with probiotic strains used in research to support healthy digestive system function and development for babies and children. Mm. But I recommend looking for products that have been scientifically formulated specifically for babies and children. So the strain here to look for is Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. There are a couple of other lactobacillus strains as well, so reading the label is really important. I've also heard that it's good to take probiotics when you travel in case of traveller's diarrhoea. Is there any evidence for this, though? Yes, there is. <laughs> there is strong evidence, and it does show that probiotics does prevent and help to manage the symptoms of traveller's diarrhoea. The ones that we're looking for here are Saccharomyces boulardii and Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG again. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are most well-researched. And the idea here is that you start, say, five to seven days before leaving, and then you take it every single day while you're away. And obviously, still do all the sensible things by not having ice um, that's made from water from the tap, not drinking tap water, you know, all the mm. things that you would normally do. Do you think they can help with other gastrointestinal problems? There's been a lot of research, mainly in GIT for probiotics. In fact, there's been two recent reviews of around 2,000 people that showed some evidence of benefit in people of all ages, including children. Mm. There was a new meta-analysis that came out this year in the journal called Clinical Nutrition, and it reviewed the results from 15 clinical trials, and it found that probiotic use significantly relieved constipation. Mm. So it's really good for bowel regularity as well. Now, speaking of bowels, I need to talk about irritable bowel syndrome, so IBS. We know it's pretty common and it's often very difficult to treat. And in fact, the alteration of the microbiome is noted as one of the key things that you find in people who've got IBS. Now, there was a really big review in 2018, and this had 53 studies in there. Again, nearly 5,000 people involved, and it did conclude that probiotics can help to reduce the abdominal pain and the bloating associated with IBS after you've used it for several months. Wow. So another good reason to think about probiotics. Indeed. I'm getting the idea of who's in charge here. Our <laughs> microbiome is pretty influential. So are there any other areas of its influence? Well, another area that I think a lot of people are aware of is the role of probiotics in improving or maintaining women's health. So we know that good vaginal bacteria play an important role in women's health, and up to 20% of women can experience infections. 
So research has shown that daily intake of the scientifically selected probiotics can provide natural, safe and effective ways to help to slow down the fluctuation of the vaginal flora Mm -hmm. and lower the risk of infections in general. Mm. So the two strains you want to look for here are lactobacillus rhamnosus and lactobacillus rutiri. So clinical trials are proving, taking Mm. them on a regular basis, reducing the risk of vaginal infections. I'm also interested to hear that probiotics have been trialled in pregnancy. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Yes, sure. Look, there was a new meta-analysis of 10 randomised trials showing that these strains and the strains with lactobacillus and bifidobacterium again can have a beneficial effect on glucose metabolism Mm. when taken during pregnancy. So Pam, I think that every time you're asking me questions, I keep coming for more and more evidence because it is such a huge explosive area. There's so much going on here. It certainly is. So what's one of the areas that you're particularly excited about? Well, we've talked about gut quite a lot. Mm. Um, We've talked about different ages and stages, but the one I'm really watching for at the moment is something called the gut-brain connection. Mm. And and this is showing how the microbiota can influence brain function, behaviour and even mental health. Wow. So, yeah, it's really, really Mm. interesting. (laughs) So we know that the gut and the brain do talk to each other through some chemical signalling. And we know that the gut is often referred to as the body's second brain. Mm. And that's because there's crosstalk between the gut and the brain, which has been well established. And studies have also shown that stress can even negatively affect our gut microbiota. So Mm. stress can affect our microbiota and equally our microbiota can affect our mood. So it works in two directions. Wow, that is absolutely fascinating. So how would you sum up all this science? Well, I think a couple of the key take-home messages here would be that there is strong evidence for the use of probiotics in preventing antibiotic-associated diarrhoea and traveller's diarrhoea. Mm-hmm. And we talked about a lot of evidence in children as well as adults. We know that it can be useful for supporting general digestive function. And there's also some research coming through on its effects in immunity as well. And some emerging evidence looking at the gut-brain access. Mm. But the key thing there is to look for the clinical trial strains, make sure you get the right dose and you take the right form. Thanks, Leslie. It is really such an exciting area of health and research. Really great to chat to you about it. Well, thanks, Pam. I love talking about this because it's changing so much and there's so much new information coming through all the time. You've been listening to Natural Health Simplified, powered by Blackmore's Institute. Thanks for joining us today. If you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch at info at blackmoresinstitute.org. I'm Pam Stone. Thanks for listening.